This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. I am your host, Mike Ellison. Some things just need to be left alone, folks. Certain things, um, they're staples of their community, and they they shouldn't be trifled with. They shouldn't be messed with. Um, And it's a shame when the towns the townspeople or the local communities or some outsider a lot of the time wants to uh kick the door in if you will and and turn what 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 once was a uh proud establishment of the Long Island community a uh proud I just said that. I said it was proud. A glorious um, refuge for many, uh, a man and woman, not just men, in this uh, community, in this region of the world. And that, of course, uh, brings me to the story that I had just come across on News 12. And that would be that the Comac Motor Inn has been sold. Yes, that that is correct. The Comac Motor Inn. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. And apparently I'm not capable of doing that. 14 million. Someone paid 14 million dollars for the Comac Motor Inn. That is insanity. That seems like a lot of money. Now, I've obviously obviously uh not a real estate mogul of any type. I'm not uh you know, a genius, but 14 mil for the Comac motor in. I I mean then again, maybe the sentimental value is, you know, is there. You know, um Maybe it should have gone for more. Maybe there's not a price tag that you could put on the Comac Motor Inn. For those that are unfamiliar with the Comac Motor Inn, the Comac Motor Inn is a um, lovely uh, Long Island a uh, place to stay. Um, they do offer um, a nice three-hour short-stay option. For those who feel so inclined to only have a bed to sleep in for a short amount of time. I don't know 
what type of people would only need the room for three hours? It seems like a short amount of time, but hey, they offer the they offer it, right? So you can't can't complain with that. It's a nice option to have. If you know, maybe you're just a lonely trucker and you need to take a quick get a little shut eye in quick before you hit the road again. The Comac Motor Inn's got your back. Or at least it once did. Um, so, yes, now a uh, new investor, real estate investor. I'm going to butcher this dude's name. Mukesh Patel plans to fix it up and make it more family friendly. Family friendly. You know... That that term just bothers me. Family friendly. Not everything needs to be family friendly. Not everything needs to be tr- fucking d- fucked with and turned into Disney World. Not everything's meant for children. You know what I mean? You wouldn't take your kids to go see a Saw movie, right? They're allowed to exist. We don't have to change the Saw movies so that they're a little more family friendly. We don't have to put Mickey Mouse in them, you know? No, nobody's saying that. That's an unreasonable expectation. It's an irrational thing to ask for, you know? So as far as I'm concerned, I just think, you know, they should just leave the Comac motor in the way it is. Let it be what it is meant to be. A place for men and women to go cheat on their spouses. That's what the Comac Motor Inn was founded on. That's what the Comac Motor Inn is all about. All right? I mean, that's that's it. They got to go somewhere. They got to fuck somewhere. Back in 2003, detectives broke up an alleged escort service out of the motel okay all right listen let me just make this clear too is that not every escort service is created equal recently the motor lodge in the town i deliver in they got shut down but they were one of those bad escort services you know the human trafficking type you know we don't like that i don't want to put a bunch of fucking meth addicted eastern european chicks into a fucking you know, shipping container and send them overseas to go fuck for money. That's fucked up and disgusting. I'm, I'm with you. That's a bad escort service, but I'm sure there's some fucking nice ones out there. Let's not go lump them all into one category of just human traffickers making money off of pain and suffering. Sure. There's plenty of those and they got them. They got the one that needed to go. But the Comac Motor, and that was 2003. It's 2023. They've 20 years. 20 years of doing the right thing. That's the way I look at that. That is a 23, that's a 20-year run of just doing the right thing, being on the straight and narrow, no escort service, just providing... A couple of dirty hotel rooms for 
men and women to cheat on their spouses. A very necessary evil, if you ask me, you know? Not every marriage is meant to be uh, faithful and loving and connected. Some of them, the guy's got to go hit the Comac motor in for a couple hours before he can come home. Some of them, mommy's got to go have a couple glasses of wine and meet Steve over at the Comac motor in. And, you know, that's just what has to happen. You know, I, I'm... And I'm sure if there's escorts at the Comac Motor Inn still, they're probably more like the escorts from, like, White Lotus. Anyone watch that show? I just started watching it. They're, they're definitely more like those prostitutes where they're, like, somewhat classy and they, they have self-respect and, you know, they're nice. They're doing it for themselves. You know, all, all decisions made by them. They're not addicted to meth and heroin. Like, nice, that's the way it should be. Like, a nice prostitute ring going on. If if there has to be one, which, as far as I know, for the past 20 years, guilty, you know, uh, you know, the proof, uh, the burden of proof is on the prosecution. So they are uh, innocent till proven guilty is the words I was actually trying to look for there. You know, um, it's just a shame. It's just a shame. That, you know, we can't just have nice things anymore. Can't uh, allow the people of Long Island to have their little spot, have their little, you know, place full of memories. You know, how? I mean, who's to say that there aren't, you know, faithfully married couples that go and enjoy a nice, wonderful evening over at the Comac Motor Inn? You know, I'm sure they exist. I'm sure there's a married couple out there. And, you know, they, they're they trying to score some coke and have a nice night together. Maybe they get a room at the Comac Motor Inn. Maybe that's what they do. And then it's one-stop shopping. You know, you can get the, the hot tub room. Really class it up. And be like, nah, babe. We're going to stay for the full 12 hour night. No three hour stay for you. I'm going to bust out the 75 bucks. And we're going to stay all night. And do all this coke that we just bought from this lovely man in the parking lot. Nothing wrong with that. That, you know, we got to turn it into a family friendly place. Can you imagine how awful that would be? Imagine being that first family who's willing to give it a try. The first family that is like, all right, I've heard they cleaned it up. Like who's starting that conversation? Mom or dad? You know, I, I'm guessing it's dad. I'm guessing it's dad. Cause dad's a cheap fuck. And he's just like, all right. Hey, Comac motor in it's 75 bucks for the night. We can even make the kids stay in the car for most of the night. We'll we'll get one of the rooms for three hours. We'll throw them in there for just a couple hours so they can shit and shower and piss and stuff. Most of the night they could stay in the car. It's nice weather out. We'll open the sunroof. They'll like it. They'll have fun. It's time to go back. It's time to give the Comac Motor in a fair shake. 
as a family-friendly environment. You know, I just, I, I don't know if that, how that's going to work out, but I'm just disgusted that we can't just leave th- certain things alone. You know, I mean, it started with the libs when they were going after the monuments down south, and now they're going after the monuments here on our great island, here on Long Island. And the Comac Motor Inn was one of those great monuments. It stood for something. It stood for a emotionally crippled husband who's kind of got in, impulse control issues and perhaps a sexual addiction or drug or alcohol problem where he goes to avoid the responsibilities of his family to be with Trixie. And that was an important part of his day. That was an important part of his life. Many fond memories with Trixie at the vending machines after a wonderful uh, hot tub, bathtub experience, whatever you want to call it. They're claiming there's hot tubs in the bathrooms. I got to push back on that maybe a little, but sure. Um, You know, heart-shaped hot tubs too. Ooh, that, hey, and they got water beds. And you guys, and and they want to change it. They want to change it up, you know? I mean, just let it be what it's supposed to be. Something that hasn't changed since 1987. Not everything can change. Not everything needs to come get with the times. Certain things are meant to be a time capsule. Certain things should be left alone. You know, I mean, does anybody care about history anymore? Does anybody? I mean, honestly, it's disgusting to me. I mean, just looking right now back on, I mean, you don't have to go that far back. Great moments in history. 2016, two people found dead in apparent murder-suicide at the Comac Motor Inn. They were identified as, all right, we don't need to read their names. All right, so he killed... Uh, see, uh, come on, that's history right there. A little, you know, you never know when that's going to come up in Trivial Pursuit. Hey, what was that 2016 murder-suicide? Where did it happen on Long Island? And now you know, Comac Motor Inn. That's where it happened. It's where it's all happening. You want to turn your back on that rich history. 20 years fucking clean from the escort services. It's just wrong. And, you know, I'm not going to stand by and just allow it to happen. I'm going to I'm going to nut up. I'm going to fucking be vocal here and say, hey. Whoever that guy is, that real estate investor Patel, you leave the Comac motor in alone. You leave it for what it's meant to be. A place where dreams go to die and bacteria goes to live and thrive. And so do STDs. I had a gig the other night. It went pretty well. It went pretty well other than that the MC 
The MC pissed me off. He pissed me off real good. He pissed me off because he actually had the audacity to ask me before he brought me up, how should I bring you up? How should you bring me up? How should you bring me up? You are asking me that? Are you out of your fucking mind? Do you know who the fuck I am? I'm Mike Ellison. That's who the fuck I am, pal. I'm the host of a total degenerate podcast. How do you not fucking know that? What, do you live under a fucking rock? What, where the fuck have you been? Are you on planet Earth? You fucking useless idiot. I grabbed him right by his fucking throat. I grabbed him and I said to him, I was like, listen, you rat fuck. Listen here and listen good. Follow the podcast on Instagram. Add a total degenerate podcast on Instagram. That's what I said. Then I said to him, I says to him, I says. I always like to talk like that. I says to him, I says. I says to him next. I said, find us wherever podcasts are found. And please rate, subscribe, and review. Say nice things. Say nice things, you piece of fucking shit how dare you ask how you're gonna bring me up onto the stage don't you know how important I am don't you know how great the podcast I've been putting out for fucking years is god damn it doesn't get I get a little little crazy here so when I finally let go, let go of the grip I had on his throat, he turned back to me and he shed a tear, just a single tear, not a whole bunch. He didn't cry. He didn't break down completely. Just a single tear came down his cheek. He sniffled a little bit and he looked me in the eye and he said, Michael, if I may. And I said, no, I prefer Mike. He said, all right, Mike. I apologize sincerely and wholeheartedly. I didn't realize that you were the host of a total degenerate podcast. But I did want to assure you that I am following the podcast on Instagram at a total degenerate podcast on Instagram. I want to assure you that I have subscribed. I have rated. I have reviewed. I have said nice things about the podcast, but I will say more, sir. I will say more, and I will do better. I will do better to spread the word to the people. I will do better to make sure that everybody, any swinging dick that I ever come across again, they will know. They will know what the greatest podcast ever created was, and I will never, ever again doubt you question you or ever ask you how you want to be brought up on stage ever again I I'm wholeheartedly apologetic at that point he tried to he tried to suck me off which was a little weird I was like dude listen I'm not not gay there's nothing wrong with that not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with that little Seinfeld I respect I appreciate it that's a very kind and 
over-the-top gesture. Very unnecessary. Very unnecessary. I just need you to go out and subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your friends. Like us on Instagram. That is more than enough. That is the metaphorical blowjob that I was looking for. I don't need the actual one. He said, all right. Offer still stands. I said, thank you, but I'm going to pass. He went, all right, no problem. But a very nice interaction indeed. It was very normal, totally legitimate. And, you know, I just want to make sure that I told it here on the podcast for all you so that you can understand the importance of uh, subscribing, rating, and reviewing and finding us on Instagram and all that good stuff. So thank you again for everybody who has done that. And uh, please, if you haven't already, please, please do that. So you don't end up like the host at that show begging to blow me. Before we uh, get into the um, picks uh, part of the pod here, um, probably should address the uh, elephant in the room, so to speak, when it comes to the NFL. Uh, If anybody was watching Monday night, uh, Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, uh, went into cardiac arrest on the field, I guess. I'm not a doctor or medical person, obviously, so I'm not, uh, a, you know, whatever. I, I think that was basically what the diagnosis was, was that he, he went into cardiac arrest. Um, nine minutes of CPR on the field. Uh, they canceled the game uh, 7-3 in the first quarter. And I, yeah, it was just there. No, there was no playing football after that happened, and uh, really scary shit, man. Really scary shit. Um, fortunately, uh, there's been some talks that he is getting slowly better, and that's good to hear. I just fucking, I, I mean, it was one of those things. It was surreal to watch, you know. I mean, I've watched a lot of football, and I've, you know, you see your fair share of injuries when you watch football, and you've seen some. Everybody's seen some brutal ones. I remember seeing Ryan Shazier with his neck injury and how fucking scary that was, and just some brutal ones where you see a guy break an ankle or get rolled up on, or but nothing. Uh, quite as crazy as seeing a guy who makes the tackle he makes the tackle he stands up after making the tackle then he just drops um it's fucking wild it's so crazy um fortunately he is uh still alive i know he's still in the hospital he's still in uh critical condition um but there's been talks that he's slowly improving and all that stuff. So I just kind of wanted to take a moment to acknowledge it. I feel like to do a podcast where I talk about football and I don't talk about like the biggest story out of the weekend in football, which was uh, what happened to Mar Hamlin. And fortunately, uh, you know, he's still amongst us and, you know, he's 24 years old, I think fucking young man like way too young just uh hopefully everything works out fine and uh you know 
confess to his family and all that. I mean, you could go into a whole thing about the reactions on Twitter. Uh, I heard a lot of people talking shit about, you know, Skip Bayless. And Skip Bayless is an asshole as, like, it's a bit at this point. You know, like, if you watch any bit of his show, you you can totally just see that it's all an act. It's not uh, genuine. There's no truth to it whatsoever. And it's that's what I think made it come off so much more heartless that he was talking about the importance of the game and not talking about what happened to the kid on the field. You know, I, I think that's it's just one of those things that he's always rubbed people the wrong way. And then in a serious moment where you should be able to take your fucking, you know, super villain costume off for a moment and not just shit talk LeBron James or suck off Tom Brady, which is like two of the most uh, Skip Bayless moves you can make and root for the fucking Cowboys. You know, I mean, everything that makes the guy, you know, into the the fucking cartoonish uh, evil villain of sports like, you could have left that all to the side for a second and just been a human being. But instead, he, like, has to muddy the waters and try to, you know, keep it in character with his uh, alter ego. Because I'm sure in real life, he's probably actually a nice dude. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way he's as douchey and opinionated and argumentative as he is on these fucking television shows that he's been on. You know, I don't know. What's the I, him and Shannon Sharp, whatever it's called, like undouchified or whatever it was. I don't know. I, I, I mock the show, but I don't want to mock um, the situation at hand with the kid because, you know, there's nothing funny about that. There's nothing funny about a 24-year-old kid dropping down from cardiac arrest it's fucking scary shit. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people want to turn it into an argument about a thousand different things. But ultimately, I I just think that everyone should just, you know, just keep the kid in your thoughts. Let's hope that he gets better. I don't know if he's, you know, fuck getting out on the football field anytime soon. Just get healthy so you can, like, live your life because you're 24 and even if you don't play football ever again, there's it, you're going to be fine because you're 24. You got so much time to figure your life out. Just get healthy, Damar. Uh, that's, I think that's what we all want and we're all hoping for. So without further ado, we can uh, go into the picks, which uh, will have obviously nothing to do with the uh, sad, tragic events of Monday night, but more so just where I'm leaning on a real hard week to pick games. It's never easy to pick games when it is uh, week 18, or, well, in past years it was week 17, but now they've added the week, it's week 18, because what ends up happening for you novices out there that don't pay attention, a lot of teams have nothing to play for, so they'll bench guys, they'll start guys that they never would play normally, they'll pull out the fucking playbooks and do a bunch of dumb shit just to try to try it, you know? 
Uh, it's a very hard week to predict. It is a very difficult thing to handicap. But with that, all that being said, with all that being said, still going to bet it because I'm a fucking degenerate. Hey, did you see the name of the podcast? <laughs> Ah, God, that sounded hacky. That was terrible. That was a terrible... Hey, you know, his name's a bucket. He's got a couple of degenerates. They used to be a couple of degenerates. Now it's just a total degenerate. Why did I bring up the old one? All right, enough. Well, let's move into some picks here. Okay, uh, we are going to start. And we're actually going to try to do this in, in order somewhat. Saturday night. The Tennessee Titans play the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a meaningful game. This is a win and get in. So this makes it a little easier where you know both teams are going to come out. They're going to play their hardest. It's it's a matter of trying to you know get into the playoffs. There's no bullshit here. It's going to be played like a normal game. So that's great. The uh, current spread on the game is Jacksonville. Laying six and a half uh, at home to Titans. Uh, the Titans will not have Ryan Tannehill, I believe. Yeah, Tannehill's done, right? He got He's done, done. So I think it's either Josh Dobbs or Malik Willis. Uh, so whatever. I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for the uh, Tennessee Titans on Saturday night. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't give a fuck who's playing quarterback for the Tennessee Titans on Saturday night. And I'll tell you why, because no matter who's playing six and a half is an absolutely ridiculous spread that should never exist. It should never be this high. Jacksonville should be favored in the game. Jacksonville should be maybe like a three point home favorite six and a half. There's one side and one side only. I am looking to bet and I'm definitely going to bet it. Give me the Tennessee Titans plus six and a half in a do or die game. I mean, the over under is 39 and a half guys over under 39 and a half. They're telling you it's going to be a low scoring game. It's going to be a rock fight. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get fucking down and dirty. This is the type of game Vrabel likes to play. Hopefully he'll have Derrick Henry back. Uh, I think he should. Um, yeah, you go out there, you run the ball, you play defense, and you probably still lose 17-13, but nevertheless, that's a cover for us. So take the points with the Titans Saturday night. That is pick number one. Pick number two. Where are we going next on the board, shall we? Okay, scroll, scroll, scroll. Um. All right, I'll do it. I hate doing this. I just think it's a rah-rah, whatever. We're going to end the season on a high-note spot. Give me the Jets plus two at Miami. I know the Jets have looked terrible. The Jets have looked pathetic. The Jets have blown the season. Uh, They had a season. They had a chance. All they had to do was win one of the two New England games win one game against Jacksonville at home, win one game against the Lions at home, pull off that win, the comeback win in Minnesota. You win any one of those games, you're alive for the playoffs if you're the Jets. Uh, And they didn't. They lost every one of those. They lost them all, all in heartbreaking, gut-wrenching fashion. 
Give me the Jets plus the two. Uh, I'd take a money line as well. I think the Jets are uh, very live in this game. And I think they're, as a matter of fact, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win. Uh, Miami will be without Tua yet again. Miami is garbage without Tua. They are all offense, no defense. The Jets are all defense, no offense. I will take the elite defense over the uh, mediocre offense without their starting quarterback. Give me the Jets, plus two. Finally, we'll move to Sunday night football. Uh, Big game here. This is another win and get in situation. Uh, The uh, Green Bay Packers are four and a half point home favorites playing the Detroit Lions. Playoff berth on the line. Packers, I actually bet the Packers to win the NFC a few weeks ago. I put 20 bucks down on it. It wins me 1200 if it actually happens. It's a long shot for a reason. But it was, I felt it was worth the $20 stab at it, right? Why not? So I do think Green Bay is going to probably win this game. I'm not definitely sold that they are going to cover four and a half, though. That number kind of feels like it's maybe it's a little too high. Um, I'm not looking to back either side in this game. I will tell you what I am lo- willing to back. And I don't care if it's in frigid Lambeau Field. Both of these defenses stink. They stink. They're terrible. And the only way uh, either team, the only way, I don't see any way the teams are getting stops. Unless there's some sort of win conditions, which I guess in that point you could fade me. But if there's no win condition or like massive snowfall, that's comes that comes by Sunday in Green Bay. Uh, I will be taking the over in that game. I don't care. Both offenses been clicking. Both defenses stink. Uh, I think the winner could easily put up thirty five plus forty nine and a half. No problem. Give me the over. Packers Lions. So there you go. There you have it. Three picks. Saturday night. Give me the Titans with the six and a half. Sunday, reluctantly, give me the Jets plus two. Last chance to bet the Jets for the year anyway, right? So might as well bet them. Get that out of the way and uh, give me the over in Sunday Night Football. 49.5 Packers-Lions. That's all I got for you this week, folks. Uh, Everybody have a wonderful rest of your week. Uh, I got some comedy dates coming up in like a month, but we'll say them now anyway. February 10th, I will be at McGuire's Comedy Club, Bohemia, 10.30 show. Uh, tickets can be bought online, govs.com. Buy your tickets. Tell them you come to see me. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be hilarious. I'm so fucking funny. And then, uh, oh, wait. Actually, I don't even know what the other date is yet. I got to wait for that one. But nevertheless, that's the one I know for a certainty. February 10th, Governor's Comedy Club, McGuire's Comedy Club, owned by Governor's Comedy Club. It's all the same. Whatever, Bohemia, New York, 1030. Come out, come see the show, get some laughs. And I will talk to you all next week. Later.